It's time for episode number 38 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today, we're going to get into some deep-level coaching. Are you ready? Hit it. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoy. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today, I have a great guest for you uh, from the Hondel Group in New York City, Lori Gerber. Lori's passionate about personal development. Lori's been coaching individuals and groups for over 15 years. She specializes in relationship and marriage coaching and is the number one marriage and relationship coach based in New York City. She spreads her message of empowerment through public speaking events such as the 2019 TEDx Brooklyn, live international events, one-on-one coaching, virtual coaching courses. She's on the radio and in TV appearances such as MTV's True Life Special, I'm Getting a Second Chance, the A&E's Networks, uh, The Marriage Test, and The Dr. Phil Show and The Today Show. Lori also hosts monthly dating and relationship webinars on Match and J-Date, providing dating, sex, and relationship advice to an average of 350 listeners per month. It is my pleasure to welcome Lori Gerber to the podcast. Lori, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So let's start off this episode telling everybody a little bit about yourself um, and your own personal experience with divorce, because I understand you had a, a near, a near miss, should we call it that? Or yes, I, ca- I call it my near divorce experience. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So let, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel and I decided to head back. Um, so, you know, I work with Handel Group and one of the main reasons, actually, I, that's a lie. I was about to lie to you. The one of the, the real reason I went, came to the Handel Group to begin with was to work on my career. But one of the first things my coach said to me is, "Your relationship is not going well." We look at all the different areas of someone's life. We we require our clients to speak about all the areas of life, even if they're only coming for one or two. And so that was this glaring red flag for my coach. And I was kind of like, what? It's fine. Why are you bothering? You know, like, what's the big deal that it's a five on a scale of one to 10? I have two little kids, you know, you know, we had sex like three months ago, you know, and we're doing fine co-parenting and we're getting by in New York city. Like, just leave me alone. And she said, well, I can't because you have this dream of connection and intimacy. And what's actually happening is you're at best co-parenting and at worst you're headed towards divorce. And then that word made me go, what? Oh. And then I noticed that my husband was flirting with my assistant. Hmm. And then I was thinking, maybe I better deal with this because I was completely taken for granted that I would not end up in divorce. And the actual fact was, if you really had interviewed my husband at that time, he would have told you, yeah, you know, either that or he was like, he told me he, when I went, I went on a skydiving uh, adventure, he was like, I, I was okay if you didn't come back. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I don't know if he really meant that, but the point is, it, That's was, extreme. it was not, he- it was not in a healthy place and I wanted to avoid it. And the, the coaching forced me to deal with it. Now, when you went to the coaching, this was, you went to the Handel group for coaching for personal coaching. 
Correct. Before it, I came to work for Handel Group. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was a client first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just like in the hair club for men. I was just thinking that, you know? Exactly. We're dating ourselves. Hopefully. Oh, gosh. I know that's a long time ago. The listeners know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the first thing I had to do was articulate what I wanted, right? Which is really sometimes hard when you're struggling or if you're near divorce or you're in the middle of a divorce to articulate what you want. And then I had to tell the truth about why I thought I didn't have it. And that was interesting. So that was like my heart, my heart's piece. And then my head's piece, like what I really wanted from my heart. And then what my head was telling me was that was actually going on. And it turned out what my head was telling me was a bunch of BS, which this is what I find with the clients as well. When I work with people either pre-divorce, mid-divorce or post-divorce is a bunch of BS. So all the communication problems in my mind were my husband's fault, his personality. I blame the fact that he was a jock for the fact that we didn't have communication, right? Like literally blamed the fact that he likes sports. Now, how long were you married? I hope you don't mind me interrupting you like midstream. That's the lawyer in me. (laughs) That's my wife hates that. But, um, I, uh, and I say, trust me, I can't help it, but (laughs) I, um, how long were you married when, when you went through this period here? Yeah, this is going to be about five years into our marriage. Okay. So not a long time. 10 years into our relationship. Okay. So you knew he was a jock, right? That wasn't new. Correct. That should have been the first, you're a lawyer. You could, you, you're sniffing the BS. Okay. <laughs> That's what my, I often say that my coach is like the best New York city lawyer that really all a, co- a good coach is, is somebody who can really argue with your logic and, and poke holes in your arguments because your arguments are pretty flimsy if they're not in alignment with your dreams. I should come work for you guys as a coach. <laughs> very, actually, we have a lot of ex lawyers come work for us because it's a very similar skill set. So, okay. So, she calls BS on everything I'm blaming. And then she goes, find out what the real reason is why you don't have connection and intimacy with your husband. You're going to really like this, Jason. You're going to like this. So I sit my husband down one day. I read him my dream. And I ask him very nicely, what do you think the reason is we don't have this? And by the way, I did not want to do this. This was like way more intimacy than I'd had in years. Okay. You're <laughs> so, totally uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Totally uncomfortable. But I knew I was going to have to answer to my coach. So I, so I say this and he doesn't really want to tell me. He's like, we're fine. Don't worry about it. I don't really want to talk about it. And again, I'm like, see, but then I'm like, okay, I have to get an answer. I say, honey, I'm not going to get mad. Please tell me it's whatever it is. It's going to be cool. I really would love for you to tell me. He goes, fine. Ready? Here's the thing with you, Lori. When we have conversations, I usually get about three sentences out before you interrupt me. And I know you, you know, you know, you understand my culture, right? It's just how I am. That's, that was my argument. Right. And he goes, I know you get away with that with your friends and you don't mean anything by it. But for me, it's like a physical assault. It stops me in my tracks. It's not even about what I'm talking about. It's about your anxiety or something else. It has nothing to do with me. I I find it so insulting and so upsetting. I stopped trying to talk to you years ago. Wow. Yeah. Right. Bombshell. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh. I said love, honor, and cherish in front of everybody that I know. And then I literally for 10 years have never listened to the entire thing he has to say. 
let me get away with that too, but yuck. I, I was truly repulsed and remorseful in that moment for the first time in my life. And I realized that's what my coach was trying to get me to, was trying to get me to the truth, not the BS. And so I wanted to defend myself, but I didn't. I thought, I said, I finally said, I am sorry. I am so sorry. You're right. And I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm stopping. You have, you have a promise because that's. That's easier said than done though, right? Exactly. But that's the only thing that. Right, right. So don't lose that train of thought right there. But I want to call BS on a little something too, because you said you were together for 10 years, married for five. So five years together before the marriage, right? I'm going to just take an educated guess here. You didn't really change that much as a person during that period of time. Didn't he knew who you were and how you were. Uh, So the whole like interrupting while talking, he married you like with that, right? Right. Yes. But here's what did change. (laughs) And here's what I think changes in a lot of couples. We had two young children. We had a mortgage. We had real estate woes. We had money issues. We had very active lives. And we had now a nice assistant in the house who was being really nice and listening. And now all of a sudden there's this juxtaposition between what I could have and what I actually chose. And and he he wasn't probably going to actually divorce me because he got what he got out of it, you know, but, but we both had to really look at ourselves. So correct. When I looked at myself, he also had to look at himself. Of course. Okay. That, that, that's really good. I'm not here to blame anybody. Um, (laughs) It doesn't get us us anywhere. This is not about blame. (laughs) Um, So, so you moved forward with that. um, And I'm assuming you stayed with the coaching. Indeed. indeed. And did he get involved with the coaching? He eventually did actually. Yes, he eventually did, which often happens. Like whenever I coach someone, if the, if they really want to keep their marriage alive, it seems like eventually the spouse comes too. Did you do separate or joint coaching together? Separate. We had a little bit of joint, actually. We had a little bit of joint where we, where we actually created our new rules and laws for how we were going to, and this is now what I do with couples, actually. I work with couples who want to get a divorce and couples who want to save themselves from getting divorced. And we do this whole process together of essentially outing everything that's not been working and sorting through it on a philosophical basis, an emotional basis, and a physical basis. And then that ends up with now you have a new set of rules. Like, you know how they say you wish a baby would come with a manual? Well, a marriage should also come with a manual, but each marriage is different. So the manual wouldn't be the same for every marriage. So we design specific manuals for this specific coupling. Um, right. I do it with polyamorous groups as well. But for, for now, it's mostly just couples in my work. <laughs> but, um, you have enough so, yeah, to do with so, that. So we did a bunch of sessions together to come up with that plan. And then we each individually kept coaching. Um, uh, so, so interesting. Um, do you still now do coaching personally? Me personally? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I, will, I will never not have a coach. And does he? Yes. We both work for the company. And if you work for the company, you have a coach. Oh, I didn't know he works for the company too. He does. Well, that, that was a later development. Okay. (laughs) You know, listen, this is all 50. This is a long time ago. This is, this is ancient history. Right. Right. Um, well, what a great, what a, I mean, I guess it, I can call it great, right. Experience, um, kind of transformed your relationship uh, for the better. And, and, and here you are to talk about it. So that's a great example of the power of coaching. 
which is what I want to talk with you more about now. So you mentioned it a little bit. You talk that the Handel Group does coaching, I guess you, know, you said pre-divorce, during divorce. Um, and you, what was interesting to me, I'm not sure I knew this actually, was you coach people who are thinking about divorce but haven't made the choice yet and they want to stay married? Yeah. So that's like marriage counseling. It is like that, except quite a bit more comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, what separates, I guess, what would you call it? Pre, uh, pre-divorce, that's not the right word, pre-divorce counseling or coaching. But for people who want, are trying to save the marriage, what separates what the Handel Group does in that capacity versus going to like marriage counseling? Right, right. I think a couple things, and it really depends on the counselor, so I can't totally generalize, but we are different from therapy in the sense that we're not trained to treat mental health conditions and we're not, and, and we do, we don't, it's not required that a coach have the kind of boundaries a therapist has. has. So for example, I'm always giving my personal examples in coaching. I'm directive. I tell people what to do. I give an opinion. So there's a lot of ways in which coaching is different than therapy. And we also give an enormous amount of written homework. I mean, that's what we think is actually a big part of the special sauce is all the thinking and work you have to do on your own in writing. So that's another big difference with therapy. Um, I think those are the main differences. We give our opinion, we're directive, we tell people what to do. There's an end, like it's, it's a program with an end. That's Right. Therapy can, can be ongoing. Yeah. I can tell you get a divorce or don't get a divorce. You know, like I, I can give an opinion. Um, but you said you're still doing your coaching. So like, what's the end for you? Well, it's, I, I could, I could stop, but I really always appreciate because in the handout method we have, so the coaching process is the coaching process for couples who are trying to figure out if they want to stay together or break up is a very specific curriculum. Right. Okay. It really is a beginning and an end. There's a certain number of assignments and exercises. Could someone keep coming back for maintenance and check-in and making sure we're upholding all the rules for sure. Right. That's where I am with my private coaching. And do we want to keep upping the game so that our dreams are dreamier and more exciting? And therefore, would it be helpful to have somebody arguing for our dream if we're going to be a chicken? Yeah. So I keep using a coach because I want to keep upping the level of the dream like an athlete. Um, And because I want that eye, you know, and that maintenance. But in terms of the curriculum and what we're covering and what we're going through, there's a a finite end point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, total sense. It's not about like dealing with what's happening. You know, like sometimes people go to therapy to talk about what's happening in their day. You know, it's like it's literally someone to talk to. Right. We are that, but we are we're working you through a curriculum. So you have a purpose, right? There's there's an intent there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So talk to me about, I guess, what, what is the Handel group as far as the model? Oh, that's a big question. Okay. (laughs) I like to start broad. The model of the company or the model of the method? The method. Okay. Because the model of the company is you know, we, we teach in companies, we teach in sports teams, we teach in schools and like MIT and stuff. Yeah. And people can look that up. I don't think they're interested in that. I mean, that's that's for this. Forget about it. (laughs) The method. Yeah. So should I talk in general or talk about the method for couples? Well, I guess in, in the capacity of people who are 
thinking, I mean, you can, you help people in all phases of divorce. So people who are thinking about it, we just talked about that people who are going through it. Right. And then um, do you help people or have programs for people who are divorced or ending the divorce and now are facing their post-divorce life and looking for help? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So I'll speak generally. I'd say the core principle of our method is personal integrity. And personal integrity is when your heart, your head, and your body are all in alignment. So your heart being your ideals, your dreams, your head being your thoughts and your plans, and your body being your actions. So we usually start with people deeply trying to understand what they care about and really trying to get, you know, because my coach had to drag that out of me that I even cared about intimacy, right? Because I was trying to be like, I just want to double my business. You know, I don't, I don't care, you know, like. It, it was it was a big deal just to get me in touch with my heart. Okay. And then the second phase is to argue with your head, right? And to really get clear on what are the seven to 10 limiting beliefs or thoughts that need to be dismantled in order for you to keep believing in your dream and acting towards your dream. And there's all these voices in your head. There's the voice of fear, which we call the chicken. There's, right? There's the voice of the brat. Which is the point of like, he's a jock. He doesn't listen to me. Right? You know, like sounds like a baby, right? A brat or, or a four year old, and the voice of the weather reporter. That's like whatever. It's hot in August. He's just a jock. He's just you know nobody still has sex after kids. So what do you? Why? What? Who cares? Right. So there's the weather reporter, the chicken, and the brat, and we go to town wiping those guys. You know the power of those out. Right. right. Like now those guys have the steering wheel a lot of the times when you're not happy and we need to, we need to rearrange who's in charge. So the, so the dream voice can take over and those voices can um, diminish. And then we have a very robust you know, set of tools to help you design the right laws and promises to live by and then consequences to go with the promises. So for example, to this day, if I interrupt my husband, I have to do one of his chores to this day. <laughs> To this, and I do not like doing chores even more than I don't like listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to this day, I still have that promise and consequence and appreciate having it because it reminds me to honor the, the vow I made in front of all my friends and family. And, but do you find, because I joke around like this with my wife too, but now I'm wondering if maybe it's not so much a joking matter, right? Like, you know, I say, because I, I naturally interrupt, but I do it to everybody. It's not like just to my wife, right? So um, I'm an equal opportunity interrupter. <laughs> um, and it's like, I say, I just, it's just the way I'm hotwired, you know? Like, I, I don't even know if I can con- control it. I obviously can't control it. Um, but so have you found that you ha- you've had to really try to rewire almost your personality a little bit because you're you're changing who you are. I believe in rewiring your personality. If your personality is getting you in trouble in regards to your dreams. Right. And this was really getting me in trouble. Now, if you and I were just kibitzing, (laughs) (laughs) it would be fine if we interrupted each other. I actually don't really mind much when people interrupt me. What I, what I, understand is that my husband was raised in a Presbyterian household with a father who was a pastor. He, he grew up hearing literally thousands of sermons where it's a wonderful story. And then the, the, the teaching lessons at the end. 
And he's just utterly culturally different from me. I'm a New York City Jew. I like my point at the beginning. And then I don't care what else you have to say. <laughs> and I, I think if we're not talking over each other, we're being inefficient. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not that, right. It's not that there, there is one right or wrong to it, but he couldn't get his thought out. And, he, and it was true. Like when I, when I stopped my impulse to talk, he said things I never heard before. He seemed smarter to me and more interesting the more I listened. And then the more I listened, the more he wanted to talk. And then I was like, oh, the reason we weren't having intimacy is because I never listened. Or I never thought there, I, I didn't care to, to learn his culture. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. You could change it, but a consequence really helps. Because the natural consequence of her being annoyed with you for me, the natural consequence of him being annoyed that he didn't actually cheat, he didn't actually run away, he didn't actually divorce me, it wasn't enough to get me to realize what I was doing. It wasn't enough to make me have to deal with my need to interrupt some other way. And by the way, when we would talk about money, where my anxiety would get more extreme, I would literally put tape on my mouth. Just, it was funny, but like, it helped. Oh, so you wouldn't interrupt him? Yeah. Gotcha. Because he puts the point at the end. And I want to ask 25 questions in the middle. (laughs) Right, right. I know. You know, yes, it's, I don't mean anything bad by it, but it feels to the other person. It feels terrible. It's just a, uh, it's it's a different, it's a different method of uh, talking, I guess you could say. Communicating. And and so if it works for you and me, it doesn't work for your husband and my wife. (laughs) It seems to be very cultural. It depends on how you're raised. It depends how your brain works. But, you know, generally speaking, hearing what someone has to say is a good, is a good idea. No, everybody, I think, can probably work on active listening skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Time is flying by here, and that's usually how it works, which is always a good thing. But let's get in some stuff, if we can, about like some, uh, some tips you can give people who are facing challenges. Um, Maybe, I don't know if you can give some examples um, of clients that you've worked with, um, but like what, what would be like some of the big challenges that you commonly see with people going through a divorce that, they, yeah. that can benefit from coaching? A couple things. One is people are very scared to call the shot, I want a divorce. That's a big shot. It's a big shot, and they're very scared to tell the other person. Or as you and I would say, it's a big matzo ball. It's a big matzo ball. <laughs> you got to cut that matzo ball into pieces. So the, so we recommend writing things out. And one of the first things we do when we're working with couples is we have them inventory everything. It's a laundry list, essentially. Everything that they're upset about. Incidents that happen, bad habits, ways of being, personality trait. Like, here's the list. It's not infinite. What I found is, you know, the longest anyone's ever been is maybe 37 points. You know, some are only six, you know, right. but there's a finite number of things and there's a particular way we want you to think about it where you have to kind of own your own reaction to what's happening, but still tell the truth about how it hurts you or how it affects you. And so we have you write that up and then we have you imagine what the other person would write on you, what their list would be on you. And then if you can muster owning up to and or apologizing for those things, we have you write that letter as well. 
So I would recommend anyone who's thinking about a divorce, at least do those exercises first. Or even if you're in a mid-divorce process, do those exercises to get crystal clear because, and especially if you have children, wouldn't it be so nice and so healing for everyone to have the same story about what didn't work, about what the irreconcilable differences are? And sometimes what you'll find is that they really weren't irreconcilable differences. Like my husband and I agree I should listen. I just wasn't doing it. And I can apologize and own that and heal that and leave my children better off knowing that that's how we resolve that. And I really dream that for all the kids who are children of divorce, that their parents have the same ish, if not the same story about this is where we fell short. This is what we learned. This is what was great. These were the irreconcilable differences. You know, after a while, he wanted to be Mormon and I just couldn't support that. Or after a while, she wanted to be polyamorous and I just couldn't support that. Or after a while, we just wanted such different things. She wanted to live in the city. I wanted to live in the country. She wanted another kid. I didn't. And But we still love you and we love each other, but we just, these were not reconcilable differences. And how healing that can be to the person and to the children and to the community, everybody who's impacted by a divorce, to have a straight story and a story that everyone can agree on. But you have to do the work. You have to sit and think about it. Yeah, and in those cases where um, you can get people to agree on that story, then the result of that, I would guess more um, time than not, is what we would characterize as an amicable divorce. Exactly. That's because what we're they both they, they they just you know it it I always tell people too right divorce nobody wants to get divorced right nobody gets married hoping to get divorced but just because you get divorced or the marriage fails. I've seen people be the best of friends after a divorce. Um, Sometimes it can be the best thing for a relationship. No, right. The best parents, right? Because uh, just because the marriage failed doesn't mean that you as a parent have to fail too. And so, right. I love that example. Um, And I love the example that you gave of the written exercises because I actually do that sort of same thing with, you know, some of my coaching and my training. And I always tell people, Thinking about something in your head is one thing, but when you take the time to like make a list, like you said, or write it down on paper or say it out loud, you know, so it, it, it just, it's more tangible and, and it's different and you think about it differently or something will pop out to you. Um, you know, when, when you're walking around thinking about things in your head, it's almost like multitasking, which I learned actually is a, a myth. We can't, human beings apparently cannot multitask. You are preaching to the choir, my friend, on all those points. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I don't feel so bad now that I'm a bad multitasker. (laughs) It's it's literally impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, But right. But taking the time to list, like one of my exercises I tell people to do, um, especially I deal with a lot of people who, you know, feel like they're divorcing a narcissist or have a narcissistic spouse. Um, And so I say, listen, they're manipulating you, but how, right? Can you articulate it? Think about it. You know, how are they pushing your buttons and how are you reacting, right? Write it down um, rather than just thinking about it. Um, And that exercise seems to be pretty helpful too, so. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Writing down. So, all right, other than list building, not list building, but making lists um, and writing things down, what other tips can you share with us about how to, kind of move forward or achieve some goals? Sure. Yeah. A lot of clients come to us to help design the conversations. 
So either the conversation to tell someone you want the divorce or to tell the children or tell a community member or a family member. And we have a very specific protocol for that, which requires a balance of what we call grace and wisdom. So wisdom is you just got to say it, right? Like I want a divorce, right? That's That's the sentence nobody wants to say. Grace is the part where you make it hearable, right? Listen, I want to talk. We've been struggling for a long time. I, I, I don't blame you. I think we both have things we, you know, should have done differently, but I think it's time for me to just call the shot. I want a divorce, right? So there's the grace and there's the wisdom. Right. Um, part of grace is also making sure that these conversations are, there's no kids around, you're in a quiet place, there's time to process it. It's, it's set up for success in that regard, just time space that you ask permission that you don't just ambush anyone with the information. Hi, is this a good time to talk about something serious? Does this work for you? Right. Timing is everything. Yeah. That you explain where you're coming from. I mean that, that for most people, it is a haunting incident when their parents told them about their divorce, right? Like getting that conversation right is a real art and science. And I really recommend that, that clients wait until they've got a good story and to where they can focus on the child and they can be there for the child and they can really make it about how much they love the child and what the child needs to know and understand versus in any way, put the child in between the two. Right. I mean, ideally, would you agree they, you know, if you can get the same story, then you want to have that discussion with the children together. Yes, absolutely. Well, that yeah. would be my recommendation. And, you know, unless someone is truly unwell or violent or, well, right. you know, if there's a, a very good reason why not. Right. Absolutely. So I got a couple minutes left here. Talk about, you know, the different coaching programs that are available through the Handel group and what you personally do. Um, yeah. And then tell people where they can find you. Awesome. Well, I personally do this very robust process with, uh, like I said, with couples who are either looking to stay married or break up amicably. And I do, you know, and we do private coaching. We do a lot of stuff like that. But the thing I'm most excited to share with you about is that we actually have an audio online course that covers our entire method when it comes to love, sex, and dating. And that's really what I would recommend to somebody who thinks this method sounds interesting, wants to check it out, and wants a very inexpensive way to do that and see if this is helpful because it will give you all of the tools for finding that love that you really want and understanding why you haven't before. So we joke, you know, your picker might be broken. You might need to leap leagues. You might need to really define your terms better this time. So especially for people who are post-divorce, this is brilliant. For people who are not sure they want to get divorced, it can also be brilliant because it can help you understand what is and isn't working, where the mismatch is. So this is comprehensive. It is chock full. It also comes, it's not just a self-guided coaching program with all the assignments we give clients. It's also private coaching and group coaching as a part of the whole package. So it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Normally 650 bucks. But right now it's in a discount period. I know this is going to come out soon. So your people are going to get 150 bucks off of that price with your discount code. Awesome. And, and even after the discount period, your discount code will still give them 75 bucks off. So at, some, at any point you use this discount code, you're going to get some form of a discount. But right now it's on special, special. And that code is divorceguy75. 
Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, we made it up for you. The horse guy. <laughs> 75. So I, that's really what I'm recommending to folks to see, you know, to make a lot of change really quickly with very low, you know, very low cost. Well, thank you so much for, for offering that to the listeners. Um, and if you are listening to this, you don't have to scramble to write down the, the code. It'll be in the show notes on my website podcast page. Uh, so make sure you check it out there. All the information will be there. Um, and then what is the website where people can learn more about the Handel Group? You can go to innerU.coach, which is I-N-N-E-R, the letter U, dot coach, C-O-A-C-H, or handelgroup.com, H-A-N-D-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. And do you do personal coaching? And when I say you, not necessarily only you, but the the group, um, only people locally where it's in person or kind of we're on Zoom right now talking to each other. So does it work like that? Yeah, almost all of our coaching is virtual. When we go into coaching, usually that's live, but otherwise almost all of our coaching is virtual. Great. That's awesome. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yeah, it's so it's so easy with technology, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Lori, thank you so much for, for spending a little bit and, and talking to me about the importance of coaching and 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 what you do at the Handel Group. I, you know, I always try to tell people that, you know, when you're forming your divorce team, uh, one of the critical pieces of that should really be a coach. You know, I say an attorney, therapist, and a coach. Um, and so you know, I think you've demonstrated why that is and and what benefit can be uh, helping people going through a process like that. Yep, indeed. It's great to have help. It helps. It helps to have help. (laughs) It helps to have help. I I really can't say it better than that. Right. But people, and I always stress this too, people have to take action. You have to get it. It's not going to just come to you. Yeah. Um, Divorce is a really hard time. It's very easy to feel sorry for yourself and to feel scared and sad and disappointed and go into all the negative spirals. Yeah. Alone and, and, and all that stuff. And so you want to have objective people on your team, right? Friends and family are great, but objective professionals to help you. I think that's, that's because your friends and family are going through their reactions and whatever they have about it, but an objective person who can see your future clearly Super, super helpful. Absolutely. So thanks so much, Lori. There's so much to talk about. I will uh, have to have you on again. Thank you so much, Jason. All right. Thank you, Lori, for that excellent discussion uh, about divorce and coaching. And I think we gave you some good exercises and a couple of tools that you can start using on your own uh, and see how they work for you. Remember, check out the show notes on the website, my website, jasonlavoy.com, podcast uh link uh, page, I should say. Um, And that is where you'll find the links to the discount on the course that Lori was talking about and links to the other things that we were talking about and the Handel group. And um, that is your source for for everything. So remember the podcast page on my website, jasonlavoy.com. That's where you find the show notes with all the relevant information. Thank you again. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Remember, subscribe to the podcast so you get all new episodes when they come out right now every other Tuesday. Um, And let me know if you guys want any individual coaching, divorce coaching with me, Jason Lavoie. I have a variety of programs um, and I just recently launched, depending on when you're listening to this, 
uh, in January 2020, I recently launched my brand new divorce coaching group coaching program, How to Divorce a Narcissist Bootcamp. So I'm currently enrolling for that. Check it out. If you have any questions, you can always reach me at Jason at JasonLavoy.com. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.